Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Eileen Gaffin, your host for Reputation and Influence. This is a show that explores how women business leaders built their reputation, resilience, and resources to become influential leaders. Our topic today is really interesting. It's about the crossroads where innovation meets purpose. And our leading lady today is Jessica Tissue. Jessica is an award-winning social entrepreneur, and she's the founder and CEO of two companies, Bliss Foods and Cook and Culture, which we'll learn more about. So good afternoon, Jessica. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, we're so lucky to have you. Um, You have a really interesting story to tell, and I'd love to hear about your career journey, like how you ultimately became a social entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to share. Um, So when I was in university, one of my professors, she approached me, my international business professors, and she said, hey, we're doing the first ever social innovation challenge and you're always working on business ideas and projects. So I, I think it would be really interesting to have you compete in this challenge. Um, I didn't know what a social entrepreneur was at, at that point, but I was game for competition and competing in this, this challenge. So I entered and at the time I, I was working on a project called Peace Foods. I had went to Africa on semester at sea, and I was really touched and inspired by these children that I I met and I interacted with who ended up being child slaves. And through that, my time there, I volunteered. Yeah, it was was really moving and inspiring and some of the most beautiful humans that I, I ever met and heartbreaking to learn that you know, they are being sold to to the slave trade. Um, But on the other side of things, I um, volunteered for an organization when I was in Africa called Finding Refuge, which rescues children's slaves, feeds them, clothes them, and educates them, all for $500. $500 could save one child's life. So I was really inspired by the fact that $500 could really um, improve the quality of one child's life so much. And so I wanted to start a a food truck at at the time and have 15% of the the revenues go back to this organization. So that's what Mm -hmm. I participated in the the social innovation challenge for and it was at that time we went through boot camp we had other very successful founders and ceos coach us that i really learned how important it is but also how streamlined it is to really have your business be a positive contribution in society and be purpose driven so it was that that point um, in college that i was educated and i learned and really set me up um, and, and set my foundation up 
where I would then go on to become a social entrepreneur. So that is the definition then of social entrepreneur, the way mm-hmm. you just described. Yeah, I think a social entrepreneur is someone who uses capitalism in their enterprise as a business to make a positive contribution in society. And I think it just makes sense because whether we like to realize it or not, our business is making some sort of contribution in society. It could either be improving the health and well-being of our communities or people or it can be detracting from the health and community. So why not be very clear and focused with your mission as a business and say that my business has a footprint for better or worse in, our, in the world, in the society, so I am going to be conscious of my efforts and what I'm doing with my business, really contribute to the world I want to see and, and live in. Well, that's fabulous and helps us understand, um, you know, good and evil, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. You just you describe yourself as having a huge heart for helping others, and you've given an example of that already um, when you were going to the university. Um, you're doing that now in both of your businesses, and they both involve food. What is it mm-hmm. about food that inspires you to celebrate it? Yeah, I think there's so much to celebrate when it comes to food. I mean, first of all, eating is just such a fun, pleasurable experience, but on a deeper level than that, I really see food as one of the most powerful vessels in our world for transformation and change. Just like music, I see food as a universal love language and something that has the power to transcend borders, races, religion, and creed, and really uplift our world. Because when you think about it, much like commerce and business, food is such an integral part of our society and our community. I mean, we, we need food to exist and live. So, right. uh, you, you know, it's, it's integral to our everyday lives. And there's many aspects of food. There's the supply chain of food. There are the people who produce our food. There is the packaging component, the nutrition component, the flavor and the art and the cultural component of it. So thinking about all the elements of life um, food, food touches for us, I think that food is really a powerful vessel to help us unite the world, but also to help solve and mitigate the climate crisis that we're in and help mm-hmm. uplift the, the health of our, our people. Um, and then from you know, a creator and invention perspective, food is very fascinating from a chemistry perspective to see what different chemical reactions you can have and which products that you can make that are all fun and, and that taste really good. Okay, that's leading into your truly innovative idea that you have, and, and that formed the company Bliss Foods. Tell everyone about Bliss Foods and about your innovation that you brought to market. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about Bliss Foods. So to... To prime your mind, think of Bliss Foods like a real-life Willy Wonka experience. Okay. Essentially what – yeah, <laughs> we're ready to go on a, an adventure here. So essentially Bliss Foods is um, edible superfood tableware. So we're talking cups, bowls, and cutlery and sweet and savory flavors that really taste amazing. And I'm not just saying that. We've tested this on thousands of people, and we've gotten great feedback. 
but also are nutrient dense. They're, they're, they're gluten free, but really they're solving the challenge of mitigating single use plastic waste, like to go containers and the coffee cups that you might get at Starbucks. That's amazing. And how did you even create something like that? Uh, and were you in college when you did that or were it, was it after what, Tell us about the path to starting your company and how you came up with that. Yeah, that's a great question. So it's it's been a labor of love. I've been working on bringing Bliss Foods to market since 2011, actually. Um, you know, we can we can talk further about it, but it's a, a true invention. So it's taken a, a a lot of work. But where I came up from for the idea, I was sitting at an acai cafe. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with it, think of it more like uh, a frozen yogurt cafe. It's acai is a, a berry that comes from Brazil. That's a, a superfood that comes in kind of a, a frozen texture. And so, you know, I, I was outside and I was eating it out of my to-go spoon and bowl. And I looked over at the trash, and the trash was completely overflowing, and it was blowing out into the nature around the cafe. And I thought to myself, like where is this trash going and this cannot be good for the environment? And then I also, you know, looked down at my bowl and saw that there was granola on top. And I'm gluten-free. I've been gluten-free since, I think, 2010 now. And so I thought it would be really amazing if it was like an edible bowl made from granola. (laughs) Uh That's how the, the idea, and you can eat the bowl and then boom, you have fun, it's delicious, and you solve the the problem of waste. So that was the waste, moment that, yeah. yeah, the moment that I incepted the idea initially. And so then about, tell us about the path as an inventor. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, this has been a true in, in invention in every sense of the word where it hasn't been done before. So it's been a lot of hard work and, and challenges to get to where we're at, but it's also been a very fun and exciting process. So I'll, I'll start with the, the product itself and its formulations and some of the fun challenges we've had there. Um, so imagine, you know, you're going to sell a cup, an edible mocha cup, a 16-ounce mocha cup coffee shop. Well, you better mm-hmm. make sure that you can put hot coffee in it and it doesn't leak, it doesn't burn someone, and it's durable. So with the, with the product, we had to really focus on how do I get this product so it can hold hot coffees. And we've and I formulated it to the point now where it can hold hot coffee for more than 120 hours and it doesn't leak, which wow. has been a lot of years in the making. And it's a soft enough texture where you can bite into it. And it's almost like um, a little bit of a thicker cookie. So it's soft enough for you to chew, but you can chip it. You can drop it on the ground and it doesn't break and, and, and fall, fall apart. And on top of that, with the the formulation, I'm super concerned about flavor because things have to taste good. Unless it tastes good, we're not really going to solve the problem of single-use plastic waste because people aren't going to want to eat these or use these. So, you know, spent several years coming up with the right flavors, beta testing it, um, working with customers to test this. But also, you know, I'm very interested in, in health. Uh, as, as well, and I know as we go to more of a fast-paced, convenient life ta- lifestyle, our health um, is suffering because of it. So then I formulated these products to be 
gluten-free, vegan, but also have be loaded with iron, fiber, protein, potassium, calcium. So um, that that formulation process has been quite the adventure. And then, you know, another part of the path of invention has been the machinery. That has been one of the toughest obstacles because this has never been done before. So there isn't readily available machinery to be able to go and produce these. So essentially it came down to it after several years of trying to work with the world's best engineers and food manufacturing companies that we designed and built the machinery ourselves. Oh, so have you brought any of these products to market at this point? Yes, yeah, so we we are launching hopefully the end of the summer. We've been quite delayed, I would say, with our launch because of the COVID-19 pandemic oh, and not yeah. being able. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was major supply chain disruption, so we weren't able to get a lot of the parts that we needed to scale up our, our machinery. Um, so we're working on that, that now, and the, the plan is to launch hopefully by the end of the summer. The great news is, is we have more customer demand than we know what to do with. Um, that was my next question, if you're getting yeah. interest uh, from organizations, from companies, and what that's been like for you. Yeah, that has been um, very, I, I would say, relatively easy. The product sells itself. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much, especially in Southern California, there's so much single-use plastic bans happening um, where companies actually need to be compliant compliant with local ordinances. So that in itself sells the product. But when people experience this and taste it, they want this in their shop because they they, they know that it's going to be social media candy, I, I think, for, for people. Um, we have more customer demand than we know what to do with at this point. We can't even accommodate for it yet. We're working on scaling up our production so we can. Um, and then also Surfrider Foundation has 900 ocean-friendly restaurants, and they've been working with us to um, onboard some of their ocean-friendly restaurants as, as customers here in the Southern California market. That's wonderful. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's a good, really great start. And um, something that I was just thinking about for anyone listening, and it doesn't have to be in this industry, but you know, here you're going into a food science, you know, type manufacturing process. And if you've never done it before, how do you even know where to start and find resources? Because I think finding resources is a really imp- important part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think as an entrepreneur and finding resources, you don't know. You just take action. You just pick up the phone. You look on LinkedIn. You get in conversation. Um, I, I think it's important to remember, you know, before I, I directly answer this question, that life is a network of conversations, and we're all connected. I know someone, or you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can introduce me to someone. So it's really important to just get started, to open your mouth and to ask for what it mm-hmm. is that you want. So it just started out like that where, you know, I'm, I said, I have this idea. This is what I need. And one person connected me to the next person. And then as I began to um, conversate and uh, speak from one person to the next, I began to really learn and to educate and also the Internet. Google, you know, YouTube mm-hmm. has a lot of great information where I, I could educate myself about 
the manufacturing process. I also mm-hmm. moved to Boulder, Colorado for a couple of years and joined an organization called Naturally Boulder where all I did was network with food manufacturing professionals. Um, I worked with a couple advisors and mentors who had successful food companies to really educate me on the, the, the process. Um, and then I just tried to speak with as many engineers and food manufacturing professionals as possible to really understand the, the process and, and what was needed to be able to create this machinery. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Um, you know, over the past year and a half, I think a lot of uh, people, even if they were extroverts to start with, became introverts um, in isolation. And to be brave and courageous and share your dreams with other people, um, that that conversation leads, you know, it, it just connects you to the right people. I think that's so important. Um, yes, you can get information online and, you know, through Google and searching and videos that teach you everything. But what you just explained about, um, you know, picking up the phone or sending an email to someone you don't know or someone who's connected you or someone that may make that connection for you, I think that's a really important piece of, of business and especially entrepreneurship. Yeah, I agree. And something I would add to that is sometimes it can be nerve-wracking to put yourself out there. So I would invite anyone who's listening to really connect with the bigger purpose, whatever it is that motivates you and drives you. In this case, I'm very passionate about single-use plastics, and I, I cannot, my heart breaks when I learn about the plastics being dumped into the oceans and how it's impacting our planet. So that is a purpose and a mission that's beyond me. You know, and so that's something that deeply motivates me and inspires me. I have such a sense of urgency around. And so for me, it's very easy to get out of my own way and give up the fear of looking bad or what if I say the wrong thing because I know I need to act. So I would just invite anyone to. Yeah, you're welcome. I would just invite anyone to connect to your your deeper purpose there. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation is not about you. It's about the purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what are you most excited about right now? We haven't even talked about your second company. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I also, in the the pandemic, um, because of the the delay with the launch with Bliss Foods, I said, okay, I have a little bit of extra time right now. So I I launched something called cookandculture.com, which is an online magazine, articles, resource, to really unite the world through food and to inspire people to make food choices that uplift their health and, and the planet's health as well, very much aligned with my, my mission. So it's an online media resource, but through cooking culture, um, I've been a mentor for the past 10 years and a guest teacher at universities. It's been very clear to me that there's quite a big gap between the academic world in the real world workforce Um, And even more so, this gap became even bigger, especially for minorities and female students globally with the pandemic. So what I did was I launched something through Cooking Culture called the Power Up Program, where we empower students globally with the skills that they they need to thrive um, in the workforce. Oh, so this is a global program. Yes, this is a global program. We've grown quite quickly and organically in uh, just about 10 months. Right now we are in Asia, 
Africa, all across Europe, the U.S., the Caribbean. Um, it's amazing to have participants from all over the globe. And what does the Power Up program do? How does it support um, students? Yeah, so what I've done is I've consolidated three to five years. Um, I didn't mention this, but one of my first businesses at a university, I started a really successful full-service digital marketing business analytics agency that went on to win multiple awards and work with Fortune 500 clients. So what I did was I've taken essentially three to five years of um, that competitive experience and skills, and I consolidated it into a six to 12-month program. And we cover subjects such as communications, PR, analytics, web design, social media, you know, all aspects of really the online space. And it's a step-by-step -step training program where um, you can go at your own pace, but then there's assignments so you can apply and apply what you're, you're learning. And then there's also that, that, that team dynamic so you can work cross-functionally and get the real-world experience and, and gain those soft skills that you need in time management, uh, presentations, confidence, and, and so forth. So pretty much package it into a nice, nice program that our participants get to experience. Well, that's wonderful. Is there any way that um, we can contribute to the success of that program? Yeah, to contribute to the success of our, our um, program, we are just launching a landing page where you can learn more. It's cookingculture.com forward slash power up program. And the links, I believe, will be shared through this this podcast, but if you could please share the landing page um, with anyone who might be interested in participating, but we're also looking for in-kind sponsorships as well as donations to not only offer scholarships um, for participants going through this program to help support things like server fees and their learning educational tool tool fees. We're also looking for people who actually want to get involved, whether you want to donate a software or service or you want to come um, on board and, and mentor some of the, these students. So please be on the lookout for, for that information. Okay, great. And um, we'll get to the contact information in just a minute. But yeah, I, I think it is the link to both of your companies are on the radio page where folks are listening right now. Okay, so we've learned what it means to be a social entrepreneur. We've heard about your companies, your, your career journey. Um, how do you ultimately hope to contribute to the world? Yeah, I, w I would love um, to help create a healthier, happier world. I, I think that life is pretty amazing, and I think we have so much potential as a society, and so I'd really like to awaken that potential in our world and it would just it would just be phenomenal if i if i could help uplift people's health contribute to making people well and really contribute to the end of single use plastics and to the well-being of our planet and environment but i want to do so in a very fun way i call it sort of hedonistic health or hedonistic sustainability i think it could be totally fun kind of like a real-world Willy Wonka experience. I think it could be fun and sexy and exciting, and we can really do good to move the needle and improve our world. Oh, well, you're, you're certainly working in that direction. We've all heard that. And 
and your enthusiasm and optimism and um, and putting that to use in business and you know for that for you know combining that innovation and purpose um, is just you have clear examples of all of it and you're doing really great work. Thank you. I appreciate that. So in addition to the information that you've already given us, um, you know, cookandculture.com, which is on the, uh, the link is on the show page, and there's a link there for Bliss Foods as well. Um, if somebody wanted to contact you after the show, is there any other, do you want to share any social media links or um, anything like that? Yeah, I would love to connect with anyone who feels compelled to do so. LinkedIn would be the best way to connect with me. So if you just search for me, my first and last name, Jessica Tissue, which I'm sure is spelled out, T-I-S-H-U-E, uh, on LinkedIn, feel free to send me a message and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love, I'd love to, to speak with you. That's great. Anything else that you want to have a message at the end that you want to leave with people? Yeah, I I would love to say if there's anything that you're inspired by today in this conversation or anything that's been put on your heart and mind, any way you would like to contribute to the world, um, just start by having one conversation, putting yourself out there, tinkering with the idea. That's all you need to do and allow the idea to snowball and and to build upon itself. Um, you know, the world needs more change makers. We're really at a pivotal point in society and the time is now before it's too late. So I'd really invite you to contribute your unique talents and vision and skills to the world to help move the needle. And even if you're not someone who wants to start your own own business, um, whatever it is, just just remember that for better or for worse, we're shaping the world in which we live around us. So why not have our efforts and our energy go towards building the world that we that we want to see and live in. Well, that's beautiful, Jessica. Well, thank you for being thank a change maker and making a difference in the world. And uh, just thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much, Eileen. It's been it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and connecting with your audience. It, it's been a true pleasure. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. Well, that's our show for today. We want to thank Jessica Tissue for being our leading lady today. And a special thanks to all of our listeners in the United States and around the world. We are an international show. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show, Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. I'm Eileen Gaffin. And remember, your reputation is our business. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.